Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. Laughing in bed, Lori. Let's talk about it. I need to laugh. So that sounds good. As we're having all our technology issues in this <laughs> podcast. Oh, my God. And we God. weren't laughing. If we can't figure out how to laugh, we're going to cry, Lori. And just think about how people in bed have technological problems with each other. They got to laugh about it. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. Timing is everything, right? Timing is everything, for sure. I always love Emily Nagoski's work on just the simplicity of gas pedals and brakes, right? What are things that turn you on, make you feel more light and connected and engaged? And what are some of the things that turn you off? And, you know, I find laughter is an area where couples can really miss each other, mm. right? And some people, it's what turns them on. If others, it's what turns them off. There's no right or wrong. Again, we're just giving you some damn place as an audience to talk about this with your partner. Right. Right. But I think a lot of us take the bedroom way too seriously. Great lovers do find moments of lightness and brevity where they do enjoy each other. I mean, it is the bedroom is the adult playground. A playground is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be joking and laughing. It's not supposed to be serious all the time. But somehow us adults turn this into this serious business. Like, am I going to be rejected? Am I going to fail? Is it going to work? Like when your brain's thinking about all those serious things, I think we lose the playfulness that can be so important for couples. Right. It's hard to be light if you're worried about your erection failing or if you're worried that you're not going to come or, you know, just like, oh, too much stress. And I think one of the beautiful things about laughter is it's really an anxiety reducer. You know, when we yes. laugh, it changes our physiological state. We, you can't laugh and kind of be anxious at the same time. So laughter, if, you know, I, I don't know that it can be consciously conjured up, you know, we want it to be spontaneous, but it, it really, I think if you, like you said, you know, you don't take it so seriously. You know that, you know, his elbow is going to be on your hair and you can't turn over the way you want to or what. It's just going to happen. And in expecting, I suppose, that there's going to be things that go wrong. There's going to be dysfunction sometimes. They're going to, you know, there's going to be, I'm all about the elbow today. There's going to be an elbow and, you know, that hits you the wrong way and bruises you. It just accidentally, it happens. And so if you just expect a few things to go wrong, Maybe it can keep the atmosphere a little bit lighter and you can tend toward more laughter. That's good advice. Lower expectations, know some elbows are coming your way. But when you're ready for them, you can joke about it. How graceful is that? Especially when like, I make a mistake. 
you know, my wife can laugh about that and not take it so seriously. It just like changes the whole mood to be able to be playful about it and say, you know, that's not a big deal. That, that didn't work the way we were hoping it was going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- really thought I was going to like that. Like, let's fool around on the couch. Oh yeah, let's, all of a sudden the couch isn't so damn comfortable. If, you know, some people haven't noticed it, like be able to laugh together with that. It's failure. not long enough. It's the, the couch isn't long enough. My husband is really tall. <laughs> right. And there's no blanket down there. It's colder than you think. And your your knees are kind of rubbing against the wrong spot on the floor. Like whatever is happening, like mm-hmm. to be able to instead of get frustrated by that, to laugh about it and say, ha, we tried something different. That was a famous flop, right? So let's flop together. Couples that are in that together, it's so different. Flop together. Couples that flop, flop together, together stay together. <laughs> Speaking and of flops, like, some of the sounds that can come out, right? It could be a little, uh, throw you off there a little bit, no? I agree, totally. <laughs> Even now my stomach's growling and I'm like aware of weird body sounds and you're right. It could be a big turnoff or you can just laugh about it and say, oh, well. My husband's well, favorite thing position. to say when he when he farts is like, you know, if I don't fart, like my gallbladder is going to explode. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but uh, he always says that. And it does make me laugh. It's funny. Yeah. And it's so much easier than just trying to hold it in and white knuckle it and hope your partner doesn't hear you. And that, like, again, we work so hard to not freak out our partner or whatever happens mm-hmm. that we wind up disengaging to deal with that. And, you know, playfulness allows you to be in a present moment. You look at kids, they're the best at being mindful because they're just in a present moment enjoying it. Yeah, And I think sex is designed for that. And yet we so often can kind of get in our own heads and kind of screw that up. I mean, laughter is present process, right? If, if we're really going to laugh, we're right there. We're in the moment. We're not thinking about something else. We're not worried about something. We are present. And I think that's what kind of makes it so fun. It's like we know our partner is with us if they're laughing. Exactly. And sometimes I think the partner who's making a joke is trying to lighten the mood. But oftentimes that becomes a break for the partner hearing it because they're like, wait, why are you making this awkward kind of joking, kind of playful Mm -hmm. thing when Mm -hmm. like I was starting to feel erotic and and kind of more sexual and, and it's a disconnect that can happen for couples. You're right. You're right. And, you know, you it could be misinterpreted. This is one of the problems with humor is it could be bad timing or it could just be, I don't think that's funny. I, I was listening to a couple talk and I think she was wanting more passion from him. And he said, you know, the other day I stood in front of our window, they were an empty nester. So it, and he was looking into the house and he pulled his pants down and I was just like, uh, that probably didn't work, you know? So I kind of have this expression on my face like, oh, uh, and she goes, no, I thought that was really funny. I thought that was great. And I'm like, okay. It's just, you know, I was trying to read them and I was totally off. I thought it shit. was a good mood, Laurie. <laughs> I was like, how the heck could that not work? That sounded pretty good to me. <laughs> the old penis swing, you know? <laughs> it's like, that could be funny for a lot of people. I just, I was thinking maybe for her, it wouldn't be because of what she had said, but I love that she went with it. Yeah. Um, She found him funny and they laughed and it was good. And it was kind of more my moment to self-denigrate and go, okay, maybe it's just me here that's off. Oops. Sorry about that. I think you might have a gender piece here where guys often do these kind of goofy things that they're trying to discharge some anxiety. So they'll do a little Mm -hmm. silly dance or, you know, 
whatever Fle- the move flex is. Flex their muscles, flex, flex their, their muscles, muscles in the wiggle mirrors. a belly, you know. <laughs> I, so a lot of times it can be self-deprecating too, but it's just a uh-huh. way of just easing into the moment. But I think for a lot of women, it, it, it feels childlike and it's not really sexy when you're dealing with, you know, let me spank you in the butt, honey, come on. Like that, 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 that timing isn't great for the partner and then it, it becomes a mess. So like, how do we help couples prepare for that? Like, that this is likely to happen. And then I try to be childlike. I don't think like when I joke around about something, I'm just, again, I'm just trying to not take this so serious. And men do that in all facets of their life. You watch Mm. men interact. They're always joking and teasing and playing as a way to kind of relieve stress because there's a lot of pressure to perform and do things right. So that's just an easy way of, of letting that go. But I think a lot of times women take it as not, being, you know, is engaged or is, you know, in the right spot that they're looking to really tap into their erotic being. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they're speaking different languages at that moment. Mm-hmm. It can happen. I, I know two men and they both tell sex jokes. And one of them tells jokes like that you would hear in junior high, you know, and then you pulled the parrot and he said this, that, and the other. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, it's just like not funny. I mean, you know, I'll laugh because I'm a good sport. But then the other one is, I mean, it's clever, you know, it's an innuendo. It's like the timing is always perfect. And so it's really funny, right. you know? So I, I think that certainly humor and to make us laugh, it could be it could be bad timing or it could just not be the right type or something. I, I think it's hard to, to learn that too. Like if you're trying, right? The guy that's telling the junior high joke, he's trying, he's trying to participate in, you know, just in a group conversation. He's trying to be funny, but not so much. Yeah. Well, again, we need to understand why, why do you think so many women find it not so funny? Like Mm -hmm. guys think that dad humor is pretty funny. Mm -hmm. It it does make them relax a little bit, but what, what do you think rubs, you know, women partners the wrong way when, you know, they hear that joke. Yeah. About the parrot, for example. <laughs> what, what, what um, was the parrot joke? Let's hear it. Oh, I can't. I, George, you know, I can't tell a joke. So, right. so don't make me blow it in front of the whole world. Um, what was not so funny about it? I, I think it was, it was a staged kind of joke. It didn't necessarily fit the timing of the conversation. It was just like, oh, I heard this funny joke. I got I got some uh, penis jokes for you. Okay, let's hear a penis right. joke. I'm not really sure how I feel about masturbation, mm. but on the other hand, it feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I See, like and I, I would have laughed at that, but, you know, like, I think when you're in bed, right, you want something that is going to turn you on. I don't know, just... In, in a group or something like that, those jokes are funny. Funny enough. Yeah. Like some people are masters of puns and they love that. Dad jokes, you know. We always try to get our listeners to kind of differentiate between the intent and the impact, right? And that's how you can start building a bridge when you're speaking different languages. Yeah. Right? So if women can listen to the dad joke and say, wait a second, that is just my partner's attempt to lighten the mood to kind of to just relax. That's really all the intent of it is. Because if I would laugh with it, we'd be laughing together, which would make us feel more connected. 
Mm-hmm. But the impact is often very different, right? The impact is like, that's not so sexy that my partner's wiggling his belly and doing a dance instead of, you know, trying to come over and seduce me. So uh, that the timing, the impact could feel like, I don't, I don't, I've had little kids all day. I don't want a, a fourth kid right now. Like mm-hmm. I want a partner. I want somebody who's, who's strong and confident and decisive, right? So again, this is, I think what I see the mist. Decisive about so me, about wanting me. Decisive about right. that. Yeah, exactly. Right. So maybe we could help men. Let's come back from the break and say, like, how can you joke in decisively confident ways, right? Maybe that would help women go more with a joke. Or maybe we could help women just become more, you know, not so understanding <laughs> to see the, yeah, this, and, but just maybe they could lead some of these jokes. You know, uh, what would that be like to start off with a joke? Let's come back and see if George can catch any jokes of mine. Listen, if I asked you how many subscriptions you would have, could you list them all? And do you know how much you're paying for them? When I started using Rocket Money, I might have told you, yeah, I know what I'm paying for. But let me tell you, I was wrong. I can't believe how many subscriptions I had and how much money I've been wasting. Y'all, if you want to save some money, I really want you to think about using Rocket Money. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels all your unwanted subscriptions. It gives you a choice. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills. And I see, you know, finances are a place that we get in trouble with each other. So this is just one small way to help. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of any wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for up to 20%. That's awesome. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year. That's a hotel. That's a couple of hotel rooms with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscription by going to rocketmoney.com slash foreplay. That's rocketmoney.com slash foreplay. So my anniversary is coming. I am so excited. And my husband and I are going away. Woohoo. And we're going to take Foria with us. It's the perfect gift for your anniversary for your partner or for yourself. Foria has just dropped a new brand formula, massage oil with organic botanicals. Foria massage oil can be used everywhere on your body, even your erogenous zones, maybe especially your erogenous zones. Or imagine the best orgasms and sex you've ever had. This is arousal oil. Try it. It uses CBD and warming sensation inducing organic botanicals that enhance your arousal, your sensitivity, your pleasure, your access to orgasm. Best of all, Awaken just basically turns you on. So you have my permission to try these. I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself. Foria is offering a special deal for our Foreplay fam. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash foreplay or use the code foreplay at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash foreplay for 20% off your first order. I recommend trying their new massage oil combined with their Awaken Arousal Oil. Have a happy anniversary. You will thank me later. That's we need more. We need more jokes coming from both directions, right? I think when both people aim for the target that says, we want more playfulness in our bedroom. We want more of that lighthearted, you know, 
and the time ago when to do that. But just to, and maybe this is part of foreplay. Maybe it needs to be kept out of the bedroom. Maybe it needs to start somewhere else. I don't know the time and you all can figure it out. But is that a, is that a worthy goal for both people to say, we want more of this in our relationship? You know, a lot of women I talk to talk about they want more passion and romance mm. in bed. And so laughter and playfulness, it's a sub-goal. I mean, I think it works. And I think if you, to me, maybe the passion intense moments are fewer and further between. But, you know, in those between moments, this is a lovely way to relate. You know, it's fun. You're, you're not so serious. You're having fun. And I think that's the point of this is sometimes it's actually telling jokes, but it is, it's a spirit of the way you approach it that is just, you know, we're going to have fun. We're going to use our bodies in fun ways that feel good. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be so intense. Uh, maybe intensity puts pressure on both people, you know, like, oh, I got to look spectacular or, or I got to have the moves and I don't know if I have the moves. So I think playfulness and laughter is a way to, you know, is a really good sort of every Thursday mood. Yeah. I like it. My brain is trying to, and this is the serious part of it, right? We're trying you're, to You're help. masturbating the mic. You're masturbating the mic. Stop doing Ooh, that. There we go again. <laughs> the mind masturbation, right? And doesn't joke and kind of turn some of that stuff off, right? For a lot of, for a lot of us. Are that you still touching your mic? Back into I, the prison. Are you still touching your mic? Because I can hear it. I like touching this mic. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that was funny. That was good timing. Way. That was good timing. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was. Okay. Oh. And taking that funniness and integrating with the, the mission of how do we how do we get you listeners to just rate on a one to ten? Like what is your playfulness like for the two of you? You know, and even if you would, how do you think couples would rate that, Lori? If, you know, how important is playfulness and joking and teasing and laughing in the bedroom on a one to 10? Yeah. How lined different. up you think they'd be? I, I think it would be different. I, I think, you know, personally, it's a really high value to me. I like that. I think that I feel connected. And my husband, he's funny. He's actually the funniest person, I think, with me personally than he is with anybody else because he lets it out, you know, but mm -hmm. he can be really funny. And it's not just that. It's that when we have sex, I would say the majority of the time it's it's playful and it's and we laugh and we say funny things to each other. You know, when we're making love, we we're, we are funny with each other. So and he thinks I'm hilarious in bed, too. And that helps, you know, because mm -hmm. he laughs at my jokes and he gets it. And so. That, so it's you a lot would of both fun. score pretty high. I think this. we would both score very high in terms of this is a this is a strength of ours and a high value. Nice, that's cool. What about you? How important is it to you? I think it'd probably be more important for me and less important for my wife. Mm -hmm. well, we're going to try to fix her in that. <laughs> okay, another funny joke. I'm sorry, Kathy, laughing at your <laughs> expense. Bada boom. Bada boom. <laughs> Most of the couples that I work with, I, I would I would think this is an area that wait, they wait, would why? score. They, go, go back, go back. Why do you think it's more important to you? Like, does it just like relieve stress? There's no pressure when you know it's going to be fun. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's, 
it's a, a way of loosening. Reliever. It's a loosening it up. It's just like, I like what it feels like to laugh and be playful. I, it's easier for me to take risks when I feel more playful and like when I'm serious and like, and it, it's, I'm more in my own zone, my own world. I kind of, you know, there's a freedom that comes with laughing. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, cathartic like a, a huge relief I, I remember the podcast we did and we got a lot of static on it because maybe people thought we weren't being that nice but we saw ourselves in the sexual pursuer that recommended nipple clamps do you remember that one yeah you know like we could have done that we could have maybe inappropriately or pushed too far pushed our partners too far or something and i remember you laughing and you laughed hysterically you know and that piece, it's like, I can see how, like, how amazing that is to be in the moment and just laughing and giving yourself over to it. It's really, I mean, laughter is another way to surrender, just like orgasm yeah. is, you know. So maybe it's like your body is getting into it. They're bonding moments when you can laugh together. Mm -hmm. And your body remembers those moments. So even as you bring up the nipple clamps like i can feel that memory of that in my body like that that was good that was fun that was you know a connecting moment right <laughs> and laurie's making a clamping finger signs now but again how cool is that for couples to like think about i i, I often i don't think i've thought about that that these can be bonding moments mm -hmm. we think about double orgasms right it being bonding moments mm -hmm. staring to each other's eyes and that's surrendering but these are also ways of bonding that just says, I'm not taking myself so seriously. You're not taking yourself so seriously. And we're together in this pre present moment, just enjoying and laughing and relaxing with each other. I mean, what can really be better than that? Yeah, exactly. You're so right. I, I think that's, it's adding to the bond. It's adding to the sense of connection when we're laughing together. That's, maybe that's what makes it so fun in bed too. It's a stress reliever and it's adding to connection. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to really be free with somebody. You got to be free with somebody to laugh hard, I think. Why did that feel so good, doesn't it? To just lose yourself for a while. And like, there is a sense of like, you just don't have control like you normally have in life. It's one of those few moments where you just like, let, let loose is a great, great phrase. Mm -hmm. Letting go. Laughing and letting go. But to get there, I think you you got to learn to deal with a lot of the misses that come because you're not on the same page. And I think a lot of people think they're funnier than they actually are. You know, I know <laughs> when I was newly married, like there was sarcasm in my jokes that oh. actually really weren't that funny. Ooh. You know, you yeah. know there was a slight criticism in them, you know, you know. I wish you could dance as good as me. And I dance like, well, I don't know why we need to kind of say these things, but there, there's a little teasing that could happen that a lot of times isn't so funny. The intent yeah. I think is good, but the impact isn't so great. Yeah. I hear couples do that. I, I don't do sarcasm very well. I don't take sarcasm very well. My older son, you know, is always looking for a woman who has an edge. And what he means by that is like somebody whose her humor is sarcastic. He thinks that's so funny. And I'm like, ooh, over time that just that just grinds on you. You know, really? You want somebody who's gonna be sarcastic because there's like a hidden barb in it, I think. But but I, yeah. you know, the right moment, maybe something sarcastic works. Right. Well, if if you think you're 
well, inviting our listeners to, to really unpack some of the comments that they make that they might think is funny. Is mm-hmm. there a Bob that might not make it so funny for the mm-hmm. partner? Right. right. And can you tweak that a little bit? Or if you're the partner, can you share like that didn't feel so funny because it did something else to me? Yeah, exactly. We're really getting the, the listener to be more engaged. Like what's blocking their joining of the laughter and playfulness? That's really what I'd also want to explore. Mm-hmm. You know, what is, what is it about being uptight that is getting in a way of letting go? Yeah. And I suppose, I mean, one of the big blocks I think is if there's always laughter and never that intensity, I think it's harder to join in. You know, because mm-hmm. if you're a woman and you're like, yeah, sometimes though, I just, I just want them to come for me, you know, so maybe it, it doesn't feel as fun when it's a steady diet of that. That could be a block. Okay. I also think that what I hear is women read the anxiety. You know, he smiles at me with that little smile and I know he wants sex, but all she sees is really anxiety. She doesn't really see the desire. And so it's not funny. It's not fun. It's not playful. She's like reading anxiety. Of course, the best way to reinforce that is to pressure in that. Yeah. That's a good, I've never really thought of it that way. Like, cause when you're making a joke, you, you're feeling the funniness, but a lot of times it is masking the anxiety underneath it. And if the, if the woman is picking up, oh, well, there goes that anxiety, he's feeling awkward and is trying to, you know, that, that's, that puts a pressure on that's, you know, already she's not being driven by the testosterone that wants to initiate. And, and that, she's, she's starting off with pressure. That's not the greatest startup. Not as fun. Yeah. But of course, we know things are a cycle, right? He could be rejected a whole lot. And so he is anxious about approaching. And so, you know, one thing just feeds into the other. But I think to your point, right, playfulness, laughter in bed is a way that we bond and we connect. We make, you know, sex more fun. Sex is supposed to be fun. So I think the laughter is indicative of we're having fun together. This is good. So what if our couple's listening, you know, say the man wants to use a little humor and he might say something, how about some gymnastic moves upstairs? You know, you want to get in a twister with me, right? You can just see the playfulness in that, right? You, you if can. I'm the guy, I'm thinking, you know, the twist again. I'd always was fun and laughing. Let, let's 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 initiate that way, right? I hope How you initiate I, to your wife with yoga moves. Like, let's go do some yoga because she's so into yoga. <laughs> I think that'd she be don't want to sexualize yoga, though. Uh-huh. I would love to do more of that. It's oh, that's our no. old like zen oh, safety place. You don't want I'm to sorry, that. Kathy. I'm sorry, Kathy. Okay. Oh, I tried that one many a times. I think yoga is sexy as hell, but you know, yeah, those little outfits. That's that's, and... that's another good area. I can make those a joke moves. around that, but that mm-hmm. wouldn't be so funny because again, that's a different ballpark. But like, yeah. how how might a, a woman respond to the twisted thing? That would be fun. Yeah, so so maybe it's uh, like on a scale of one to 10, that's a four, you know? Okay. And so she says, okay, in her heart, she says, okay, he's trying, he's trying something creative. He was trying to do something new. So it's like, I mean, sometimes you just got to roll with it. It's like, maybe it doesn't hit you in your funny bone, but you're like, okay, baby, if you want to go do that, you know, I want to see some somersaults or, you know, something that Ooh, you yeah. respond in, t- in turn. I want to see if you could bend backwards over between my legs and 
touch my nose or something, right? Do, I some, mean, do some splits. But how fun would that be, right? To just yeah. get that invitation and take a little of it. You don't have to get crazy, but just to say, let's do a somersault. I'm looking forward to that handstand or whatever it would be. Right. It's just, it plays the game a little bit. Yeah, and again, it's matching. People, it's it's matching. matching. And and all of us want to be matched, you know, especially when we're vulnerable and taking a risk. We want our partner to come up to it and match the intensity or the fun or something just to play like you said just to play along a little bit play along i love it so that's your homework assignment people if you're the person starting out with some jokes or some laughter let's see if it's funny in the first place <laughs> right the timing is everything and if you're the partner <laughs> listening play along let's see what happens when you play along that's right just try it okay thanks for listening Play along. I love it. Okay. So tell us about your cutting edge training that you're doing on success and vulnerability. Lori, we just keep pushing it, coming up with a new module on the playbook of a pursuer, playbook of a witcher, really practical moment by moment moves of what a therapist can use. You know, we're so focused on what's happening in session. Enough there's talk about theories and these global things. We, I think most therapists are looking for, what do I do in this moment? Give me a tool, George. So that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. I am so glad you guys are doing this work. I think it helps us be organized to see you do it. You do demos, you do explanations, teaching. It really is interactive. And I think that so many trainings that we sit through don't give us an opportunity for that. So what you're doing is really important. No, we try to emphasize the teach it, show it, do it model of learning. Now you need to have some ideas, so we try to teach those. And then we try to show what it looks like implementing those ideas. But most importantly, you now got to practice it. That's how they become yours. And that's what we want our, our listeners and watchers to do is become their own moves. Find George and his teaching at successandvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.